0: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and
1: Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to The Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. And he's just about come back down to earth after two
2: brilliant results for Hearts (laughs) over the last few days. And before we talk about our weekend, let's put on a fashion show. okay? Um, So those of you who are watching the podcast on YouTube... Mm-hmm. we'll see that I have on my head a Hearts baseball cap. There's you do, a, there's, yeah. There's a, the, the Hearts badge is on the middle of the baseball cap celebrating what has been a brilliant week for Hartman Midlothian Football Club. Seven goals scored in two games through the next round in Europe mm-hmm. and in the next round of the League Cup as well after pumping Partick Thistle 4-0, which we'll get to in just a, a second. But uh, for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, so I've got that on my head and underneath this tracksuit top of mine I would like to reveal to you Stephen Mill and also to producer John who's in the other, the other, the other um, part of the building is um, I've got the new Hearts jersey on look at that absolute beauty of a shirt it's uh, Hearts third strip it's 150th anniversary top and it cost me £55 so look at that isn't it good
1: you're such an odd man you really are such an odd man do you
2: like the top though? I mean, that was quite nice, to be I'm fair, yeah. That. It's quite nice. I mean, I'd like to get the band I'm not a I'm Hearts fan, so... There you go. So, yeah, um, it's been a great week, and uh, we had a brilliant weekend, didn't we, mate? It was
1: good, yes. We were out at the Edinburgh Fringe on Saturday night, yes. so... So, yes.
2: We, we worked on the big Saturday football show on the Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. two, 2 till 6, and then at 6 o'clock, we met up with our partners. Yeah. Uh, your wife Anna, my wife Teresa, and we met up with Cat Harvey, who I work with on The Breakfast Show on Greatest Hits Radio, and producer Cat who produces The Breakfast Show. The two cats. And we went to a bar and a restaurant called... The Alchemist. The Alchemist. And it's the first time I'd been. Yeah. And the reason that that place was chosen is because my wife and Cat like cocktails. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a really good choice of venue. I thought it was excellent, yes. The food was lovely. I had chicken in a basket with regular fries and I had a, a honey-glazed spicy dip with it. Beautiful, succulent bits of chicken. I was so hungry
1: by the time we ate. You know Same, that way, like, we, I, I inhaled my food.
2: I turned round, I'd only eaten one breast of chicken and your food was gone.
1: Yeah, I like, it. If, if there's something on my plate, and I'm hungry <laughs> it's gone
2: <laughs> it doesn't last very and long and it was a very quiet table during the food and then we <laughs> yeah. uh, washed that down with a zombie apocalypse yeah and then I felt a wee bit whiffy not wh- no is not the right word what, yeah. what, what does whiffy mean? Whiffy means smelly. So no, it wasn't smelly. You, yeah, I you, you weren't sorry. smelly.
1: I, can, I, I mean, I would love to say that you were smelly, no, but you, you weren't smelly. Uh, you were feeling a wee bit sort of woozy. Woozy, that's yeah. the word,
2: because I'm not a drinker. No. I'm more a lover than I'm a drinker, but I had a few cocktails and a couple of beers and had a brilliant night. I got the last train home, but I left you outside Yes. at the Edinburgh Fest. So what time did you leave? I got home at half past two. Not bad going, actually, because Edinburgh Festival's on till 5. That was open till 5, the bar we were in, so
1: I'm really glad we didn't end up there until 5am. And I went to see Oppenheimer yesterday which is very good if you haven't seen it yet. It's
2: a three-hour movie. But it didn't feel like it was three hours. Were you, not, were you not
1: hungover? Absolutely flew by. No, it wasn't too bad, actually. I okay. was fine. I wasn't too bad. So you'd recommend it, despite the three-hour length? Despite the three-hour length, I would say Oppenheimer is the best film that I've seen in quite a long time.
2: Oh, brilliant. I thought it was great. I'm really keen to see that, so um, I might go and watch that, but I think three hours is quite a long time to sit in a cinema. So,
1: lots of comments on the show last week. You can always get them in on at Big Football Scott on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for The Big Scott football podcast or you can go to youtube just search for clyde one super scoreboard and you'll see the full podcast or not quite the full podcast last week because obviously as soon as it got to the conspiracy bit
2: it just sort of blanked out it was uh, it was a black screen you could hear us but you couldn't see us and the conspiracy online is that somebody interfered with the show for a reason And they want to know what actually was going on here in the studio for the screen to go black at that particular point. Some have suggested that aliens interfered with us. Some have suggested that John actually did streak through the studio. I got loads of tweets off the back of last week's episode
1: about the moon landings as well so thanks very much for that <laughs> so we're gonna get it and it was these fake videos put together <laughs> where buzz aldrin was like no we didn't land on the moon and it's like no 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 he didn't he didn't say that like you know and yes. then it actually came up with like you know on twitter it has the sort of like disclaimer commu- a disclaimer like this is a fake video so uh, anyway lots of comments uh, about the conspiracy last week hearts bottled it end of that is the sort of chat that is coming on youtube in terms of the comments as well uh, McGarvey didn't try a leg once
2: and for all. Watch the full game, says James Morton. Because of the conspiracy we talked about last week. Yeah, exactly. Frank McGarvey didn't try a leg, according to who? According to James Morton. James Morton. He's convinced there's something in it. He he thinks there's something in the conspiracy that St Mirren laid down to Celtic to help them win the league. Mike eighty five also says. I've got that fucking cap, man. <laughs> I can't remember what cap you had on last week. I was week. wearing the maroon cap, the New York Yankees ah, yeah. cap. That's what I was wearing last that week. That one as well. Uh, hello to Good
1: goodluck-mx4qr, which mm-hmm. is uh, very catchy. Uh, the Big Scottish Football Podcast has to be the biggest load of rubbish I've listened to. Thanks for I, listening. I would actually prefer to listen to a party political broadcast than this. And I don't even vote. Vote capitalised. For no reason really there So um, brush up on your grammar And then you can come back <laughs> And uh, we look forward to your comment on next week's episode Obviously Right, lots to get through uh, League Cup at the weekend Obviously taking centre stage It was the last 16 uh, Let's start with the big shock that happened yesterday We'll work our way backwards So it was Kilmarnock won Celtic nil And for the first time in his Celtic managerial career Brendan Rodgers
2: will not be winning a domestic trophy and Kilmarnock deserved their victory yesterday. So, a lot of Celtic fans gave me a hard time for quote-unquote making excuses for Michael Beale in regards to a new team and assembling a new team during the summer and a rebuild and all that. And I think that Brendan Rodgers had a similar issue yesterday. He was missing three of his best defenders, one of which was sold to Spain just last week. So you've got no Carter Vickers, you had no Starfelt because he's gone, you had no Johnston because he's injured. So those three are out. You've then got Hatati, who's missing because of injury. You've also no got Jota, and you've no replaced him. Well, Bada's a decent player, but he's no Jota. So he's missing five of the team that won the treble last year. And he's integrating new players into that Celtic squad. So I'm not taking anything away from Kilmarnock, but what I'm saying is, is that Brendan Rodgers, like Michael Beale, is going to need time to to put his mark on that team, especially when you've got as many injuries that he has. But like Kilmarnock deserved a win.
1: Now, he said after the game, Brendan Rodgers yesterday, that he was obviously disappointed and, you know, he wasn't happy with the performance. Um, Blame the pitch as well. He it, said the it, pitch played it, a part. He also said the pitch did play a
2: part. Uh, now, obviously, this is a massive bee in your bonnet and it always has been. Yeah. Um, no, you're going about it today. We do it enough. OK. But, I mean, if you want to ask me a question about it, I'll be more than happy to because, again, it's exploded on Twitter, this pitch. And all plastic pitches it has gone crazy on Twitter because I put up a tweet at half time when it was nil nil, complaining about that pitch, and it's just exploded. I think one point one million people have read or been through the, sh- the 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 thread of that particular. um What's that? Uh, um, what what what? I've lost my trail of thought here. Somebody, what help me? No, I'm quite watching. I'm quite enjoying you floundering here. This is Um, quite good. You've lost your trail of thought. I've lost my trail of thought. I was going to say something. I don't want to swear. Right. That's what I was trying to do. I was stopping myself from (laughs) swearing, right? Because I don't want to be one of those individuals. But it is a kind disgrace, right, that pitch. And it's not an excuse for Celtic's overall performance, but it does play a part. Okay.
1: And he did say that he's looking to bring in players over the next 10 days. So a lot of chat on last night, Celtic fans saying this is what was happening the first time around when Brendan Rodgers left. He was unhappy. Remember, they got put out by A.K. Athens yeah. in the Champions League qualifiers, and he was basically like, well, you know, you've you've basically you know sold my players and then yeah. not given me the funds to replace them. Ange was obviously heavily backed in the transfer market. Now, he's signed a couple of players, but in terms of what Celtic have sold, they haven't
2: replaced them yet. No. And what we've got, Ten days left in the transfer window now. Brendan Rodgers also made it clear, I think it was last week, where he said the football department gave me the players and I coach them as if to say I'm wiping my hands off of this. I'm basically just coaching the players that they give me. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ange Postecoglou clearly got the players that he wanted because he dived into the market that he knows and brought the players to Celtic. They've done a wonderful job in winning the trebles, etc. So I think Brendan Rodgers is wiping his hands off of, the, of what's going on behind the scenes in regards to the players that are being brought into the club. And here's the thing. I think that yesterday's result might just be a blessing in disguise. That Brendan Rogers, deep down, we going right, OK, that's happened. What are we going to do to remedy this issue and fix the problem? Can we get some quality? And because Celtic do need a bit of quality, especially if they want to be challenging in the Champions League, which is just around the corner. Celtic's squad depth doesn't look particularly great. And I think that was proved yesterday. I don't think you can criticise the two centre-backs. They're new. They've just come in. They've still to learn. Working as a unit together. I thought they did all right yesterday, actually, considering that Kilmarnock were battering them with high balls, left, right and centre. I thought they did all right. I just think that Celtic just lacked a cutting edge. And I felt sorry for Chiego. He was up front and there was no space in behind. And he had to come deep drop into midfield to then run at the Kilmarnock defence. So Celtic don't seem to have a plan A or a plan B and they hadn't learned the mistakes of Rangers. I don't know why they were trying to play neat and tidy football through the middle of that Kilmarnock defence, get it wide and get crosses whipped in. They just were not doing that and it was food and drink to the Kilmarnock centre-backs. I mean, you mentioned Kilmarnock um, against Rangers and
1: obviously now they've beaten Celtic as well at Rugby Park with the same scoreline. Kilmarnock have a relatively new team. They've got six or seven new players in there. They seem to have settled quite well. Drew at Castle last
2: week. Not conceded a goal yet. Not conceded a goal. They've played Celtic Rangers on Hearts and they've not conceded a goal and I think the stat is they've only faced two or three shots on target in three games of football. Now that's not all down to the pitch. You know?
1: That's well, it's
2: two of the three games,
1: mate. And I, I know, but it's not all. Down to know, that. They, like, they went to Tynecastle and got a draw I, I, as well. I'm, so, like, listen, I, I think you're, I think you're putting, like, that's a convenient excuse. Just no, it's to no, no, it's, to, not, it's not. a, a convenient con- con- excuse no, it's to say, oh,
2: we've got loads of new players. S- S- Stephen, we're not going to fall out over this, right? What I'm not saying that Kilmarnock only beat Celtic and Rangers because of the pitch. What I've said and always said. That.
1: Well, you were suggesting no, that. No, no, what I was, what, you're, you're sorry, you misunderstand me here. You said that a lot of the excuses that Celtic and Rangers put forward for getting beat by Kilmarnock were, oh, we've got new players, it's a bedding-in process. Gelling, et cetera, et cetera. So did Kilmarnock. So Marnock, Kilmarnock in the game against Rangers, seven new players were making their league debut. Seven players.
2: But you look at like some Marley Watkins and people like that who've all come in. They know the league. They know what they're coming into. But, they've played, r- they've r- been r- there, r- done no. it, got the T-shirt. I know, but like, I, I mean,
1: with all due respect to Marley Watkins... <laughs> like, I mean, let's be serious here. Celtic and Rangers are spending millions of pounds on players.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: And,
1: and you're just in... saying, oh, well, they should have just signed Marley Watkins. No, I'm
2: not... Well, <laughs> I'm no, but he not... knows the leak. He's got there. He's got the T-shirt, right. apparently. You know exactly the point that I'm making. No, I, I, I'm, not I... make, I'm not making excuses for Celtic and Rangers, but I think, Stephen, come on. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's, that's fine. Like, if you're going to you, go down that road, but so, you, so, so... you make a really good point, and you're right. How have Kilmarnock been able to gel as quickly as they have and play and as well as they have and it's taken Celtic and Rangers a wee bit of time? Because let's be honest, Rangers and Celtic have not pulled up any trees since the start of the campaign. I, I, they I, haven't.
1: I was, I was going to go on to say that. I think we'll get onto Rangers in just a wee second in their match against uh, Morton. But, you know, all of the matches we've said on this podcast Celtic and Rangers have not been impressive so far this season. They've got the the wins, generally. Yeah. You know, uh, Uh Rangers are back on track. They got through in the Champions League. Yeah. Celtic obviously lost for the first time yesterday. But even before that...
2: It's not been... They've not been blown no. teams away. We, we said that after the Ross County game with Celtic. Ross County were really good at Parkhead and we're unlucky not to get something from it. I thought Aberdeen were excellent last week against Celtic and if it wasn't for a couple of really bad mistakes, I think Aberdeen gets something out of that game and then they were poor against Kilmarnock. Celtic and the Rangers fans know they're not great right now. But as I said last week, if that's um, not great right now, then God help us all when they do switch on and they do start playing well. They'll still be the top two. They'll still run away with it. They'll still hammer everybody else eventually and they'll get their act together. But at the moment, it is a concern. At the moment, Kilmarnock are favourite f- favourites of the league. They're beating Celtic not, and Rangers not, in the top three games. By the way, no, no. They're favourites for the treble. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. They're, they're, are. For, they're their their for the treble. <laughs> but Hearts will stop that in the next round. <laughs> hey, just finally on this game, Kilmarnock specifically. Amazing. Brilliant start to the season. Wow. Derek McInnes looks like he has fight Like, last season, first season back in the Premiership after winning promotion, it wasn't an impressive promotion. It was on the last day of the season, remember? Yeah. Uh, they beat our broth on the Friday night. Um, last season, they just about sort of avoided the playoffs and all the rest of it had yeah. two or three games to go, which obviously would have been the aim. It does look like this season, though. Kilmarnock are really kicking on,
2: and Derek McInnes will be aiming for a place in the top six. 100%. And you can see he's got fire in his belly. Did you see him on the touchline yesterday? And when he when he spoke to ViaPlay afterwards, he was hoarse, I and mean, we'd been screaming all day. But do you know what? He has got the players fighting for each other. They were they were outstanding. They were there. They were battling for everything. They're putting their bodies on the line. They outfought Celtic yesterday. And I know we're going to get to the VAR stuff in just a wee second, which might have turned the game. Had had little the little winger got a red card for his elbow on Greg Taylor. But we'll get to that in just a wee second. But I thought Kilmarnock were sensational yesterday and have been sensational since the start of the campaign. And they, for me, right now as it stands, are favourites for the sixth spot in the Premiership. Let's spin through the rest of yesterday's
1: results first. So uh, Hearts 4, Partick Thistle now, uh, not, not much resistance from Partick Thistle. A pretty impressive performance by Hearts as well. Looks like they are beginning to find their
2: feet a wee bit. So let me just read out the Hearts starting eleven for you. Clark, Kent... Uh, Clark new- Kent. Clark Kent. That's, that's unfair if you're starting Superman. I know I mean, that's, <laughs> it's a bit of a disadvantage. <laughs> a bit of disadvantage, right. you know. Clark Kent. Uh, Newenhoff, the new signing that we got from Australia. Shanklin, Rolls, Mackay, Cochrane, Sibek, Ophaya who we got from Brighton, who scored yesterday a brilliant header. Uh, Lowry, who got man in the match yesterday, and Vargas are our, our new signing up top. And then on the bench: Kingsley, Grant, Boyce, Devlin, Halliday, Forrest, Denham, and Tagawa. We have strength and depth. We have a really good squad of players there. And I haven't yet mentioned Beningami, who's still coming back to fitness as well. So Hearts have not only got a brilliant starting 11 they've got a great squad of players to choose from. They will get third. No doubt about it. That squad will get third because I don't think that Aberdeen have got the quality that Hearts have got. I don't think Hibs have got the quality that Hearts have got. So... Hearts are coming on again. a game. Brilliant other night there against Rossenberg. Superb against Partick Thistle, who they didn't give a kick of the ball to. And we were only in second gear. That was an outstanding performance, and Lowry, wow! Now I've been saying for the last so, two weeks, was it was Zico first week. It was Messi last week yeah. as well, and he's saving Scottish football. Right, my okay. my, my thing with Lowry is, is so, Livingston are killing Scottish football. Lowry is saving Scottish football. So who is he this week then? Lowry, yeah. Oh, he's Maradona, Maradona. This Maradona. Week. You got man in the Manchester, mate. Yeah,
1: against Partick Thistle, he, in the League he Cup.
2: ran the show. They yeah. couldn't get near him. Yeah. He was running past them as if they weren't there. He was going through them as if he was Casper the Ghost. Okay, right? He is Maradona, a joy to watch. He's somebody that you spend double the money to go and see. Okay, Alex Lowry, man of the match yesterday, and this boy is going to be brilliant for us this season. And my only concern is he'll be that good that Rangers will call him back in January and it's going to be Kilmarnock versus Hearts in the next
1: round obviously at Rugby Park so uh, we'll get to the full draw just to be second uh, Hibs eventually overcoming Wraith Rovers by two goals to one it was Yuan who opened the scoring Callum Smith equalising for Wraith Rovers but then just a minute later Vente getting what proved to be the winner for Hibs so that means they are through to the next round they're taking on St Mirren and um, that's another home tie for Lee Johnson which he'll be happy with pleased to get through in terms of Hibs as well you know it keeps their momentum I'm going after the good result against Luzern over in Switzerland as well
2: So again, into the quarterfinal I I would make Hibs favourites to get to semi-finals as well I think that was a good win for them yesterday Off the back of their their exploits in Switzerland A lot of people might have um, expected a a banana skin there But um, when you've got Johan in your team You've got Boyle in your team You're always going to create chances And the boy Venti He scored against um, Luzern at Easter Road Comes off the bench, scores again So yeah as I said, and you've said, Hibs have got goals in their team, and they're going to be a threat, especially in the cup competitions, one-off games, when you've got that threat up front. They could, if the draws goes right for them, they could get to a final. Wraith Rovers take on Dunfermline in the first five derby of the season this coming Saturday
1: at East End Park, though. They might have to do it without Liam Dick, who was sent off. Uh, in stoppage time yesterday yep. not entirely sure how the rules uh, apply for that so we we'll need to see but Wraith Rovers have had a pretty decent start to the season as well so yep. that was yesterday's matches let's move on to Saturday St Mirren won at Motherwell nil tight game. Um, Boyd months we said on the show on Saturday yeah. it was going to be tight one goal might settle and in the end uh, that's what actually happened Motherwell only had uh, one
2: shot and it was obviously
1: a stunning strike for St Mirren. Yeah,
2: Um, it was a tight game. I mean, mean, the first goal was always going to be key to that game, and I know that's a clichéd thing to say, but in that particular game, it was always going to be the difference, and St Mirren got that goal and held on. But again, I think that St Mirren and Motherwell and Kilmarnock are three really good sides well organised and they're going to cause a few shocks this year
1: yeah absolutely St Mirren have won all their games yeah. so far this season unreal in the, yeah. in the league anyway yeah. So, uh, and then yesterday obviously or Saturday in the League Cup so as I mentioned they play Hibs in the next round and let's round off the games from the Saturday it was Rangers 2 Greenock Morton 1 now we'll get on to VR the penalties and all the rest of it in just a wee second but again
2: Rangers were pish
1: Rangers didn't play very well they did enough to get through which is all that matters when it comes to cup
2: competitions um, but Morton did give them a wee fright they did and I thought Morton were very good if you're a Rangers fan you're worried Uh, and you're particularly worried when you're coming up against a PSV side who's scoring goals for fun right now and they've got that Champions League qualifier this week he made eight changes from the team yeah no but that eight changes were still very good yeah I mean they're very good players no
1: Marley Watkins of course but um, no no like they missed out on him yeah they could have got him they could have got him but but
2: yeah listen As we said last week about Celtic, even though they weren't great against Aberdeen, it's all about getting the win. Yes, Rangers were poor again at the weekend, but it's all about the win. And we'll get to the VAR stuff in just a wee second. But Greenock-Morton, all the plaudits go to them. I thought they were very, very good. Dougie Emery did a job on Rangers. He's done his homework. And very nearly, very nearly, Caused one of the biggest shocks in Scottish football in a while.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then Rangers are through to the quarterfinals, which was the aim. They take on Livingston at Ibrox in the quarterfinals, and that's after Livingston overcome a potential banana skin there. Everyone was thinking, yeah. they're United, you know, and with a chance, ended up 2 0 to Livingston. Fairly straightforward. Aid McGiddy did start for air uh, for the first time, and it's the fourth time in five years that Livingston have reached League
2: Cup quarterfinals, which is very impressive. That's a good start. Yeah. That is, is, is that a stat that you got, or is that a nope. stat that somebody gave you? That is what producer John gave me. So that must not be true, then. It must not be true. Because yeah, exactly. uh, producer John's not very good at his job, as we noticed <laughs> last week.
1: So it was uh, Nuble and Montano uh, with the goals, sending Levy through to the quarterfinals. Can I just
2: say about Joe Nuble, because people have been asking me about this on Twitter. I said at the end of last season. He was going to be joining our team in Edinburgh that began with H yes and
1: ended in an S.
2: And he's still at Livingston. And yep. a couple of people have asked me, oh, what happened to Joe Nuble and do, do, why is he still there? I thought he was leaving. Um, I still think that he'll be gone before the transfer window closes. Okay. That's Ewan Cameron's. I think that. Does that, that deserve a hot
1: take? That know, is a hot take. I think, give, give me the hot take explosion. Yeah, I think we need a hot take yeah. explosion. There
2: we, there we go. John Newbley will be leaving Leveson by the end of the uh, the transfer window.
1: Okay. Uh, Airdrie three, Ross County four after extra time. What a match this was. So Ross County were absolutely cruising at halftime. 3 1 to the good. Yeah. And they thought it was all wrapped up. However, Airdrie, another great comeback. It was Gallagher and O'Connor in the last 10 minutes or so. I told. OJ are going to shock a few people this season in the yeah championship. It. They're a really decent side. And they nearly took a scalp on Saturday as well. In the end, Ross County getting the winner through Eamon Brophy. Uh, so they'll be delighted to get through the next round where they will take on Aberdeen. But what a match on Saturday afternoon between Airdrie and Ross County. And this is what is with Airdre. They just
2: go for it all the time. They've got goals in their team. Mm-hmm. And they always cause a threat. I like I, Frazzell I, as well. I, oh, I, I, I said um, on Saturday on the big Saturday football show that I thought the shock of the weekend would be Airdrie. I thought Airdrie might just cause the shock because I didn't expect Celtic to lose. But there you go. Ross County have gone away from home and um, took it to extra time. Well done to Airdrie. Yeah. But um, Ross County's quality shining through. And we aim in Brophy. Good striker. You've always got a wee chance. Yes. You've always got a wee chance. So, yeah, that is
1: Ross County throughout the quarters where they'll take on Aberdeen at Dingwall after Aberdeen won on Friday night against Stirling Albion. It was 2-1. Our colleague, Steve Cowan, was commentating for Red TV on Friday night and he said for about 70 minutes, Aberdeen were absolutely cruising 2-0 up. It was fine. It wasn't the most impressive performance, but they were getting the job done. All of a sudden, a long diagonal for Stirling Albion. Boom. Greg Spence scores and... For the last 15 minutes or so, it was
2: panic stations. Uh, Very much so. And apparently, um, Aberdeen were close to uh, conceding an equaliser as well. There was a couple of occasions where Sterling Albion thought they were about to equalise. Look, again, it's all about getting through to the next round. And the Aberdeen fans on Twitter after the game were not happy with the performance. And I think that's because they've gone to Livingston and drawn 0-0, weren't they great. And even though they lost to Celtic, that's the best I've seen Aberdeen play against Celtic in 42 years. And then they go to Sterling album and they get their win. So I think, again, the Aberdeen fans just need to take a, a step back, look at the bigger picture, look at the performance against Celtic despite the defeat, and you got through to the next round of the Cup. And yes, the next round of the Cup's a difficult tie. They're away to Ross County, and Ross County are playing well right now so I think that one is 50-50 if I'm being honest because Ross County have got home advantage
1: OK so that was the League Cup so the full draw just in case you missed it Comarnic versus Hearts Rangers Livingston Ross County Aberdeen St Mirren who's making it through from that first one Comarnic Hearts you're obviously going to go for Hearts aren't you
2: it'll go to the extra time I think it's a tough one it'll be really tight but I think Hearts will just get it because of their quality
1: Rangers to go through
2: against Livingston yep. again so lucky Rangers getting a home draw and they couldn't have picked a better team either they picked Livingston uh, Ross County versus Aberdeen again really tight but I'll just give it to Aberdeen and Hibs and Mirren going for Hibs I think I'll go for Hibs so as well the
1: semi-final lineup according to you and Cameron will be Hibs, Aberdeen Rangers and Hearts so there we are
2: and it'll be a hibs Hearts final
1: okay right fair enough uh, let's drop down into the championship one game at the weekend Arbroath now Queen's Park 1 3 from 3 from Queen's Park in terms of their start to the league campaign but they have played Arbroath twice now and Inverness was their other match they're also struggling as well so read into that what you will but Arbroath are mega struggling they have not won in the Scottish Championship since the 31st of
2: March. They're gone. They're finished. That's it. Their, their status in the Championship will be ended at the end of the season. Gone. Queen's Park. And well, think,
1: well we do, or no, do we not know?
2: No, because they, they, they couldn't have handpicked three better games to play at the start of the season now, two against Arbroath and one against Inverness yeah exactly So, you, you expect them to win those games
1: uh, elsewhere in League 1 on Saturday it was Edinburgh City nil, Hamilton 3 Hamilton motoring along 3 from 3 so far yeah. for them so it looks like they'll be up there come the end of the season a good win for Celtic Hearts against Alwa two goals to 1 two wins from 3 for Celtic Montrose suffer another defeat at home and this time it was Cove Rangers who look like they're back on track after losing on the opening day so 3 nil winners and Queen of the South yet again coming from behind to win 3 against Annan Annan bottom of the table no wins for them and they are struggling alongside Edinburgh City at the bottom of the table finally in League 2 it was Burnham Rose 1 Stranrar 1 Clyde 1 Peterhead 2 Clyde dispensing with Jim Duffy on Friday night as well and the director
2: of football role I've not had a, a dick in you, you not do you not have an insight into I, Clyde? I don't
1: have an insight into Clyde. I know that the fans are not
2: happy at all. Um, Producer John's used to keeping his eye on lower league football because that's what he knows because he's yeah. team Falkirk in the lower leagues. Have you heard anything about Jim Duffy, Producer I John? I
0: but I will look into it for you because I've got a connection at Clyde. Okay, or oh, Jim Duffy connection or a Clyde connection? Clyde connection. Clyde and connection. who's
2: your connection at Clyde, mate? The guy who runs the podcast. Right. Okay. Oh, he'll have the inside scoop on that. They're not happy, though, the
1: Clyde fans. They are, they oh, are, they are not? very, very much not happy. Brian McLean's still in the head coach role, so I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Anyway, they've got be by two. Uh, two goals to one by Peter Head on Saturday. Dumbarton three, four for one. East five, nil. Steny two. No wins for East five so far this season. And the Spartans have won. Two goals to one against Elgin City. So it is Peter Head who are. Yeah, they're top on Yeah, seven top, yes the Right, okay Let's move on To VARWTF, please La gente esta
2: muy loca. What the fuck?
1: So this is the time each week Where we go through All the refereeing decisions As not to cloud Our reviews of the game So we do it separately Yes Because, you know You can get bogged down In this stuff So, VAR at the weekend Was only in play In two matches Which was Rangers versus Morton And Komarnik against Celtic Let's start with Rangers versus Morton So, it was a Dessers fell on Broadfoot for the penalty. And then the penalty was given. Grant Gillespie scores. Morton go 1-0 up. Any
2: complaints there? Right. I thought they were both very soft. Even Doogie Emery, the Morton manager, went, I thought they were both soft. Really soft. I couldn't really see where the connection was for the the Kirk Broadfoot penalty. They were both Kirk Broadfoot. As in the one that he won. All right, okay. The one that he won in the box. So, yeah, that was soft. See the one at the back post when Rangers get the penalty. See if the ball isn't anywhere near Balogun. That isn't given as a penalty. I think because he does pull in the jerseys, Balogun is making his way to strike the ball towards goal. He gives the referee and VAR... A decision to make I still think it's really soft Yeah Personally But see when you do that When you're trying to volley it Or get it back across goal For a goal scoring opportunity You're running the risk Of giving the referee No option but to give a penalty It was stupid from Broadfoot It was really it, stupid Like he, he didn't even need to because, do that. Because the pen- I, I don't think Balogun was getting the ball like no, I, 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 I well, no, and he never. He, he kind of struck it; but it was off his tone. But he, was, he, he wasn't going to do anything with I, it. I don't think yeah. the
1: tug actually made that much of a difference. No, but you can't do that. No, it was stupid. And here's and, and here's and, here's, and here's, here's the
2: thing with Broadfoot doing that. If they'd held on for another five minutes, yeah, then the panic sets in. The Rangers fans the get on the back. As well, yeah. I just think it was so soon after you're winning the penalty and you're going one nil up, right? Keep it tight. Don't do anything daft for the next five, ten minutes. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna do something absolutely stupid. So yeah, both penalties for me are soft. I can see why they've been given. So from a VAR perspective, I'm gonna give them a tick, but only just.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean I I think I, I agree with you. I think it was they were both soft but they probably were both penalties yeah. uh, let's move on to Kilmarnock versus Celtic the elbow on Greg Taylor I didn't see it at the
2: time I did not see that at the time it wasn't until i was slowed down point That's not, that, was, that was the point I was just going to get to so I didn't see it at the time and even when they showed the replay I think they only showed it once on via play and I didn't see it then either and when he was getting he was getting treatment in the sidelines and it was at the side of his head do you know what I thought he did? I thought that Greg Taylor was was very double-jointed because what I thought he did, because when he slides, when he falls to the deck, his mm-hmm. right foot goes behind his, his head, his back. I thought he'd actually cut himself with his own boot at the back yeah. of his head. And it isn't until you see the replay slowed down, there is an elbow there. Now, is that intentional? Only the Kilmarnock winger knows the answer to that question. But here's the thing. See if VAR does its job that day, and it really should have because... Var should be asking the question: Why is he getting blood? Looked at a cut on his head after an incident like that. So Var have missed one there, and I genuinely believe if Var see that and the referee goes to the the screen, that, I, I think is it was it Johnston the winger was it the number eleven? Uh, I can't remember who it was. I can't
1: remember who it was. But,
2: but, but, I'd, but put it this way: If Var see that and the referee is has had far to,
1: not seen that
2: though. But I know as that again. That's another question. He would have got a red card. I've yeah. got no doubt about it. If the referee's called over at the screen, he gets a red card. And so,
1: he, I think it was Danny Armstrong.
2: Danny I'm Armstrong, sure. there you go. And here's the other thing that's really interesting about that particular incident. So Danny Armstrong has his elbows connected with Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor needs treatment because he's bleeding. So he's off the pitch. Where does the goal come from? It comes from that side where Greg Taylor would be because so there's an overlap. Yeah. The centre half is clearly in his position and the goal comes from there. So... Oh, I mean, Celtic were unlucky there and VAR did not do their job. Did not do their job, so they got that one wrong.
1: What about Haksa being brought down in the box? Was that a penalty or was it not?
2: Right. I've argued with loads of Celtic fans about this and there's a lot of Celtic fans that agree with me as well. But it's 50-50 for me. I think that he manufactures the contact. I think he goes looking for it. He puts, he kicks his, he flicks his boot out to get connection from the Kilmarnock player. Is there enough contact there for him to go down the way that he did? No. Was there enough contact there for him to act the way that he acted? No. So for me, it's not a penalty, but I think the problem is, just before that, I think two minutes before that, he does a Cantwell outside the box. He goes looking for a penalty outside the box. He takes a dive. There's no doubt about it, and it's something that Cantwell does quite regularly, which is really annoying. He does the exact same thing. So I think because he'd done that there... When it comes to that second incident, I think his reputation has preceded him. And I think that's why they've not looked at it. Now, I spoke to two referees, Des Roach and Steve Conroy, off the back of that incident, and both of them said it's not a penalty. Not all contact in the box was a penalty. And I think what they mean by that is that there might have been contact, but there wasn't enough there for him to go down the way that he did. So I'm going to ask you the question, as a fan, are you calling for a penalty there? Oh, 100%. Would you want Scotland to get a penalty there? 100%. If that's Shea Adams in the box against Spain and he flicks his boot out and contact is made by the Spanish defender, you would scream for a penalty? 100%. Even though it's manufactured and you know that he's looking for it, he himself has instigated the contact. People look for penalties all the time. Yeah, no, but he's instigated. Is that not a form of gamesmanship? Yeah. So you're okay with that? Yeah. If it's my team, yeah. <laughs> if it's not your team?
1: Oh, if it's not my team, then it's not a penalty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's manufactured and he's yeah. a cheat.
1: <laughs> but you asked me as a fan, so right. I was giving you... If I was, if I was calling it straight down the line... um uh, Again, I, I it's one of them you uh, could I, give. Yeah, I've seen you've seen so many penalties like I that given, and then you're sort of like, well, you can't really argue that. I, I agree. There.
2: It's, 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 it's a it's, a, it's a bit know. like the two penalties in the Rangers Morton game. I don't know. I you think can, I think on the balance, would have been soft. Oh yeah. It, of course, it would have been soft. But again, you'd kind of get it as well. Yeah. That you would you would you would understand Do they not why they say
1: they're these things even themselves out. Of course. The course of course, a season or a year or something like that. Kilmarnock in the semi-final last year. Oh,
2: Hamden. Where, Giamacus should have probably had a penalty. You know, it would have been Aye. soft
1: as well. And VAR didn't look at that. And VAR didn't look at that. So, listen, these things even themselves out. I do I do think that Armstrong should have been sent off for the I, I, for, for the
2: I, I actually think if VAR see that, he's yeah. gone. And then okay. that goal doesn't happen. And it might be a very different conversation today. And Celtic still might be looking for a treble. They're not. Because they didn't get the rub of the green. Okay. The, well, I say the green. I don't know what colour that pitch was yesterday. It was glistening. It was like a mirror. Did you see it? Seeing the sunlight, you can't see what's going on. I couldn't tell who was a Celtic player or a Kilmarnock player. Well, Celtic usually play in green and white hoops, very famously. So, <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's a clue for you but, there. But did you not think that that pitch was glistening? It was... It was. It they, was they watered it at half-time. But it was like glistening. It was... Yeah. But the thing is, just with the heat and that, it would have just all evaporated. So, like, somebody yeah, messaged, actually, to say, the other problem that you have with an artificial pitch that can also cause problems for the players is it smells. There's an odour. I mean, when when when, when, the, when when the artificial pitch is being hit by sunlight, there's an odour and it can overwhelm players. Is that true? I think that's extremely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody has quite clearly taken the piss out of you there, Ewan. I thought it was a really interesting point of view. No. I, I nearly googled um, to find out whether or not. I, that I know would... what's happened there. What they've obviously done is they've gone to Falkirk and
1: just mistaken <laughs> the, actual, the The oh, smell, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, the whoa, smell whoa. of Falkirk from the plastic mouse. pit. And that's what it is. Uh, yeah, the yeah, fumes,
1: yeah. the petrochemicals. <laughs> and <stuff like> that. <laughs> So uh, that is VAR WTF. It will be back next week when we will have a full complement of VARs to complain and moan about and pour over next week on the show.
0: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill
1: and Ewan Cameron. Right, every week on the show, we're going to bring out the Scottish football bin and this season we are going to fill it. Every single week, someone will nominate something to go in the said bin and it's up to you to vote for whether it goes in or not. Last week, Ewan Cameron, or the week before, I should say, nominated Plastic Pitches and then just last week, it was Who Do You Really Support? So we had lots and lots of votes yep. on at Big Football. Scott. That is where you follow us on our Twitter page. You can vote there. You can tweet us at any time and we'll pick it up and we'll maybe mention it on the podcast yeah. the following week, obviously. And uh, I've not actually seen the results of the poll. So this is news to me. Uh, Producer John, do you have the results of the poll? They are on your bit of paper
2: in front of you, Stephen. No, you no. I think re- you should oh, reveal to us. Do you want, to me, to, do you yeah. want me to yeah. reveal, reveal I mean, I mean, okay. I mean. This is this is a question that people get asked all the time. But who do you really support? We ah, want yeah, that exactly. in the bin, and I yeah. hope it does go into the Scottish football bin. Exactly. Who do you really support? Okay, oh, you <laughs> say you're a <laughs> Hearts fan, but you're not really a That's Hearts right, fan, are <laughs> uh, you? You say you're a Falkirk fan. Nobody supports that shite. Who do you really <laughs> <laughs> support?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. The results are in, gentlemen. Here we go. Stephen, yeah, it's a good result for you with 62 percent of the vote. Excellent. The question, who do you really support, It's going in the bin. Woo. Woo. Great Woo. result! Great result! Excellent, the right result.
2: Yeah,
1: well done, the people of at Big Football Scott who follow us there. So, thank well you. done, everyone. Thank you. So that is that in the bin. A wee drum roll there from John. Very excited there. So, what is going? in the bin this week for you, you and Cameron what is this week's nomination
2: ok so it's my turn to nominate what goes into the Scottish football bin and it's a food item at football matches that need to go in the bin ok burgers you're
1: putting burgers in the bin
2: I'm putting burgers in the bin they are an abomination I have yet to see or have a burger at any football stadium in Scotland that isn't an abomination they're an absolute disgrace. They're awful. It's like one of those burgers you get that you put in a microwave. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm a talking Russel's about? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. But with a Russell's burger, you get some sashes of tomato sauce or something. With the things that you get at the football, they are bogging. They're not even... The, the, meat, the, the meat is grey. Yeah. The, the, the meat, I don't know what it is. You open up that roll and it's just a bit of greyness sat there looking at you. So... I'm going to bur- see burgers at a football stadium, forget it. Pies, sausage rolls, haribos. I'll have a haribo. I, I like a haribo. A oh, football match. I- I- football. Wine okay. gums. Yeah. I like wine okay, gums. Fair enough. Yeah. I like a sports mixture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll take more sports mixtures. Because the football Cause, stadium... Because you're an old man and that's what old men do. No, no. That's because, what they do. They take, they because, they take because, to the football. No, <laughs> no, because sometimes they don't have sports mixtures at the stadiums I go to. Okay, right. But, um, so, yeah, I'd have a pie, I'd have a sausage roll, or some Haribos, wine gums, and I'd have a, a sports mixture. I also like um, a packet of crisps. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's not bad. What about, and then to wash it down? Juice? A, a Capri Sun. Capri Sun? And do you know why I have a Capri Sun? Uh-huh. Because, see, um, bottles yep. and cans? Nah. A Capri Sun, you get that wee plastic lid, yeah, and you can screw it back oh, on. All right, okay, yeah, right enough, yeah. Yeah, so so a Capri Sun is perfect for me, and uh, and that's it. That's all the food items you need. But when you try to go exotic and offer something that's a wee bit different, what about
1: like a, a chicken curry pie,
2: well, something like that, a, a doner kebab pie? Oh, you know, see, look, there was who was who was it? So you, you where, need where to be
1: specific I? here. I'll be, I'll be, I went to it,
2: I, I went to Hamden and I got a haggis and steak pie or something. And it was bogging. It was too dry. There was no gravy.
1: Right. Okay. But that 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 sounds like an individual pie problem, as opposed to the concept of a haggis <laughs> and steak pie, which I've had before and enjoyed many times. Okay.
2: So are are we zoning? And you need to be specific. A burger, here. burgers, burgers. Full stop. Because it's never going to be as burgers good. burgers at the football. Full stop. Not mm. like burgers. Full no, no, stop. no, 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 no. I, I like a McDonald's. I like a burger. Okay, king. that's why I'm, I was just right? trying. To pin I like it down. a so, Five Guys. So. But football the, burgers in the bin. Football burgers in the bin. Okay, that that has to happen
1: at Big Football, Scott. You can vote now, and we will bring you the result next week on the podcast. What about you? Would you would would you,
2: would you want the burger What's, in a Scottish football bin? Nah, I, it wouldn't be my first choice. But sometimes it's a, you just it's think a food item.
1: I know exactly. I'm
2: just talking about a food item. Would you put a burger from Scottish football in the bin? Uh, it's bogging me. It's minging. It's boughing. What if you got a really good one? They're they're not.
1: Right. I, I, because so you've had all the burgers in Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's not a burger that you have not had uh-huh. in Scottish football.
2: Can can I can I um, ask producer John here, who's obviously been around all the lower leagues, being a Falkirk fan? Yeah. Um, you've obviously been to many stadiums, mate, following your Pish team and, pish, and in yeah. that Pish league. Um, have you had a burger, and what did you think?
0: I've, I, in all my years of going to football, I've only ever had pies at the football. I've never strayed away from the pie. Yeah. I've never went, apart from at actually, they do the brides. at Dunfermine. are very, very good at Dunfermline. Yeah, exactly. It's the good thing about Dunfermline. I'm not a fan of the bridey. Yeah, yeah no, but that, I've that, never that, strayed away right. from a pie. You're never wrong. strayed away from a pie. But I, I guess it's a... a question for the listeners, is there a good football burger out there? Uh, Yes, exactly good point John, so
1: if you completely disagree with Ewan Cameron's football burgers in the bin, please provide evidence to suggest otherwise, if there is a good burger somewhere in Scottish football then please let us know it's at Big Football Scott, we'll get the vote on for that and we need to move on because we're rapidly approaching the time for our conspiracy theories, so did man land on the moon?
2: I I really do have my doubts Right, okay, okay. But I, I, but, but I genuinely do have my doubts well, Is Tupac still alive? I saw the autopsy picture So I don't think he is Is every referee a Rangers reporter? I think a lot of them are Okay
1: That's just some of the Most famous conspiracy Yeah Theories in the world But
2: you But Rangers Referees one of the big ones uh, and they're debating it in the United States of America? 100%, you've put your trench coat back on Yes I have And every
1: week we're going to dive into a different conspiracy theory yes. From the files of Scottish football and beyond
2: Ewan, what have you been investigating over the last wee while? I am the moulder of Scottish football Yes I've been delving deep into the darkness that is Scottish football conspiracies so, this week, we are not going to concentrate on one particular conspiracy because I have been through the big Scottish football podcast Twitter page and we got a hung- bin fire in many a, it, ways. It's a bin fire. So, what I've done, I've picked out, I think, seven different types of conspiracies. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And I'm just going to fly through these. Right. Okay. And then out of the seven, I would like you to choose which one we are going to investigate in great detail next okay. week. Right. Okay, All right. I'll do that. Right. From Conzo, Chris Boyd played professional football. <laughs> I mean, Chris Boyd is, what, the record goal scorer? It's just It's one of these conspiracies. Did it really happen? I think it did, yeah. Or it is it be. a figment of our imagination? No, I don't remember Chris Boyd being a prolific goal scorer. Was it on FIFA? No. No. Football manager? No. No. Um, from Sober Dad you and Cameron is a hearts fan do we want to investigate that no because remember we put in the bin last week who we did, did. really support so we can't do that so that's how those to sober are. dad if you're watching on youtube he was giving a V signs for the for the people listening yeah. no not for the people just for sober dad just for sober dad I know him but to the people listening yeah right. oh sorry uh, from Jerry Taylor friend of the show yep Celtic signed the wrong Bangura by accident I don't know if that's true is I that true I, I don't think that's true that's not true there was another Celtic fan who replied to him and said it was. That doesn't make it true. But maybe it's one to investigate. Okay. Could maybe even get him on. Yeah. And um, from Leicester Crest. What a name. Leicester Crest. My theory is that Celtic purposefully lost to Hibbs at Easter Road towards the end of the 2017 18 season. And he believes this for one reason and one reason only. Had they won that game at Easter Road, they would have won the league. The reason they let Hibs win is because they wanted to win the league against Rangers the following week, which they did. Okay. That's a good one, that. Did they purposely go out their way to lose to Hibs to win the league against Rangers? That's what Leicester thinks. Okay. Uh, From Michael, this is a really good one. This one might be a good one to investigate. Michael says, Scotland played the USSR. Yep. In a meaningless friendly 1967 two weeks before the European Cup final Scotland played six Lisbon lines in this meaningless game with a seventh coming on as a sub now what I think Michael is getting at here is that the SFA and the Scotland manager conspired to knacker the Celtic players or to get injured and stop them from winning a European Cup Okay. Um, that's, what, that's what that's what I think he's suggesting. He's saying there's a conspiracy around seven Lisbon Lions playing a meaningless international ahead of the European Cup final two weeks later. Right, well, what I would say is it was two weeks before the game. Yeah, but you can pick up an injury which can last you for three weeks. You can pick up an injury in any game. Or training. Or training. Okay. But, as, again, I didn't yeah. know that. Did you know that? No. It's an interesting one. So that's from Michael. Uh, from Crazy Horse... Behind this anonymous account that is Crazy Horse, I am a grade one Scottish referee. I spend my days with my fellow colleagues, plotting Celtic's downfall. (laughs) Okay. I I, I don't think that's true. Okay. Uh, From Jay. Just Jay. Yeah. With a Scotland flag, as an emoji thing. Hanlon and Stevenson will never retire. From Hibbs. It feels like that they have been around forever they have they're like the Benjamin Button of Scottish football they keep going they do keep going like the Duracell bunny mm-hmm. they just never run out of steam okay what else we got from wee baz cup draws all of them are rigged i think that's
1: interesting i think i think we've got a winner okay cuz i know how we
2: can probably get to the bottom of that all right okay so you want me to investigate that next week yes okay wait just wait James Quinn why do PSG only play at night <laughs> that's what I've seen that before on stuff as well PSG
1: only play, play at, night. at night I mean they don't <laughs> but why? they don't they just it's, well, it's because they're showing up TV, the TV money yeah, yeah, exactly, right,
2: so. that's a great question yeah and uh, one final one here from Mr Shade Michael Beale is Pedro Cuxinha in disguise mm, I don't think so Pull that mask off like Scooby-Doo. Okay, so which
1: I, one we doing? I think we go for the rigged cup draws. Kay. I think we go for that because I think that's easy enough to
2: either prove or disprove. Okay, I'll investigate that for you next week. I, I do like the Bangura one. That's an interesting. One. That was a bit like. Was there not somebody down south who got fooled into signing a player? Was it not Southampton? It was Graham as, soon as He signed someone. That's yes. right. Aye. Aye. I do like the Bangura one though. I might have to we look into that okay, one as well. Right. But I, I'll just do it personally. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll make report, give, back. Then report yep. back to you. But I'll do the cup. So let's do the cup
1: one. draws. And the reason I think we could do that is because we know. People who have
2: done Scottish Cup draws, we do. We exactly. could get them on the phone. We could get them on the phone. Have you felt a hot ball? Exactly. Have you felt an ice ball? Felt an ice ball. Oh, can I just say, by the way, as we we're talking about cup draws, see that Viplay Cup draw yesterday? Uh huh. Could they've got the balls any bigger? And they were large. Weren't they were they? large. They couldn't even stir them in the pot. Yeah. I mean, the balls were too big for the pot they were in. That's maybe easier to rig. You can't stir them.
1: I'm
2: and saying. they're all positioned in a certain way. Exactly. But you so. think Michael Stewart would give us a home draw? eh yeah, but there again, he fell out with Craig Levine, didn't he? I know. Right,
1: let's move on to the Legends Lottery, shall we? Love so it. it was you and Cameron trying to get Thomas Rogne, who oh. played with Celtic. How did you get on, you and Cameron?
2: Right. Well, you boys. When I say you boys, I mean you and uh, producer John. Yeah. Know that I have worked my ass off to try and get Thomas Rogne on the phone. Right. So have you got him? Well, let me just give you. Uh, 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 the running running of events right, okay, that's well. led to the point where we're at right now. So I sent. What's the team he went? He played for Helsingborgs. Is it? Yeah, that team. Where are they for again? Norway yeah, right. from Sweden. Okay, so I uh, contacted um, the PR team, the media people. Uh, um, What's the team? Uh, Helsingborgs. And uh, this is the email that I sent. Good afternoon, my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Don't don't do it, accent. <laughs> it's, was, not,
1: it's not what your better accent. No, I
2: was thinking of the Swedish chef from the Muppets Ah, yeah so no. uh, My name is Ewan Cameron And I work for the biggest radio station in Scotland And one of the most popular podcasts ever In the history <laughs> of podcasts uh, Radio Clyde, Radio 4 I have been set a challenge to find and interview Thomas Rogney Would it be possible to set up a 10-minute interview with Thomas On the phone at some point? Thanking you in advance Ewan Cameron so I sent that to three different people mm-hmm. over three days, and I didn't get a reply. I didn't even get a bounce back or nothing. Okay. I then got a phone number for the media department. I then called them on Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon at 2 p.m., called them at Friday, and I got an answer machine thing. Okay. Okay. But I I think it was an answer machine thing because I couldn't understand what it was, what they were saying to me, or what to do. Okay, so did you leave a message? I did leave a message. And and I went, Nobody go back to you. And I just went, You in here, and I want a Thomas Wagner. Thomas Wagner. And um, and then they'll go back to me. I did leave my number as well. Luckily, we do have that number lined up right now. So we're going to phone them. What, the the number that I dialed? Yes.
1: So Helsingborg's PR department, hopefully, will be able to speak to them. John, do we have them lined up, ready to dial? Here we go.
2: See, I told you. It's going to go answer phone. Why are the rings so spaced apart? Hello. It's Joan Cameron here from Radio Clyde. Looking for Thomas Rogney. <laughs> Thank you, bye. <laughs> okay.
1: Right, well that's um probably caused some sort of diplomatic
2: incident there, so that was good. Um, so we're not getting Thomas Rodney, no. See I told you, you get answer phone, okay. I don't know what you said, maybe he said we've changed our numbers. We need to spin the wheel again. <laughs> right, can you see the wheel?
1: I'll bring it further into
2: shot here, right, so there you are, there's the wheel. Maybe one day we'll get a, <laughs> a legend. At least I it. tried, right? But does anyone know what they said in that voicemail? Because it could have been saying we've moved to another.
1: If somebody's Swedish,
2: please get in touch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have a big football stop.
2: Who's it it's landed, landed
1: on? On Jose Kattoli! Ketong- yes! yes! It's landed on Jose. We're oh, gonna <laughs> have somebody on
2: next week, yes. yes. He's in yes. Hamilton. Exactly. He's no, in Hamilton. to fix that. We spun the wheel yes. and it's there. Get him, Mason. He better oh. not be on holiday.
1: Oh God. He that. better not be on holiday. Right. Okay. He won't be on holiday. He'll be fine. Get right. in. The kids will be at school, of course. They'll not be on holiday. Exactly. Right. Let's fire on to our quiz then to round off the show <laughs> uh, before. While well, John's getting that set up, just very quickly. Yeah. Um, you and Cameron. Oh, oh, we've got the music already, but. Just very quickly before we get into the quiz, I want to speak about the European Games this week. Just one word answers.
2: Okay, turn that music off and start it again, mate, because you're too quick with the buttons. No, was, you're just that... shit at what you do. So let's See, start... I'm
1: brilliant at what I do.
2: I'm too quick as
1: Rangers. What just said. Versus... Shut up, you! Rangers versus PSV. First leg at Ibrox. PSV beat Vitesse Arnhem at the weekend by three goals to one. And
2: away from home as well. Away from home. They so... were 1 0 down and came back to win 3 1. So,
1: are Rangers. No. I'm going to ask you two questions. Are no. they going to win on Tuesday? Uh, If they do, it'll be narrow And are they going to get through the tie? No Okay, let's move on to Hearts are playing Palk On Thursday at Tynecastle. Castle Uh, Palk won 3-0 yesterday In the league Um, Are Hearts going to win on Thursday?
2: Yes Are they going to win the tie? If we take a two-goal lead In the second leg, we go through If it's a 1-0 lead It'll be very close
1: Let's move on to Aberdeen Playing BK Hecken Hecken won 3-2 They are second in the league, in the Swedish league, just a point behind Elfingsborg, who are top. Uh, they won three two at the weekend. Is that who, who Rockney plays for? Uh, no, that's Elfsborg. Oh, sorry, okay. not Helsingborg. Okay. Um, so, Hecken are second in the Swedish yeah. top flight. Aberdeen
2: taking them on. Uh, the Close. first leg is over in Sweden. Great opportunity for them. Do you Great think? Great opportunity for them. Do you, you think them? they'll win? If they win that tie, they're in the Europa League. Do you think they'll go through the tie? the second leg at Putaudry I
1: think Aberdeen will go through Okay, dog and Hibs I should have done this uh, earlier because they're playing on Wednesday night at home against Aston Villa who absolutely destroyed um, Everton yesterday Everton 4-0 at Villa Park yesterday oh, well, John McGinn
2: opening the score in as well first leg at Easter Road are they winning the game at Easter Road? No I, I actually messaged you yesterday I feel sorry for Hibs no I not, not feel sorry for Hibs I fear for Hibs but do you know what? Yeah. treat Wednesday night like it's a one-off game cup final win that game and the Hibs fans will be ecstatic it'll be amazing it was a bit like when Hearts played Liverpool we kept it to 1-0 at, at, at uh, Tyne Castle we went to Anfield and went one one. Mm-hmm. took it to extra time do you know what I mean? yeah so you never know but you expect Villa to win and listen they always knew that if they were going to get through they were going to play Villa that's their cup final go and enjoy it you're playing against a premiership side it'll be brilliant but I want Hibs to go through, but they won't.
1: Let's do the shootout then. Let's go for it. Hit the music, producer John. Myself and you and Cameron are very competitive and we thought we should bring that to the fore this season with a friendly quiz we call The Shootout. Each of us will receive five questions and a penalty shootout style, taking it in turns to answer with Victor getting the bragging rights for the week. I am winning by 2-0 so far this season. Yeah. There's been a slight twist though because we have the Joker card, and you can hit the top bin, and that means that question is worth two points. But of course, that question is harder. So, we need a quiz master. We have our contestants myself, Stephen Mill, you, and Cameron.
0: Let's introduce
1: producer John, the quiz master. Take a hi there, how right. are you doing? am very well. very
0: cool. Fantastic. Going to flip the coin to see who wants to go first. Yes, well, I flip you, flip co- it this time, and oh. you can call it. Okay, I'll go heads. Oh, heads. It is, and I will go second. You'll go second, so Ewan is going to go first. Fantastic. Here we go then, Ewan. Your first question on the shootout. What former Scotland and Hamilton midfielder retired from football the other week? What former Scotland and Hamilton midfielder retired from football the other week there? I've made it easy for you. Scotland and Hamilton? That's very, very...
1: So you retired.
2: I know he's not at Crystal Palace anymore. Is it him? I didn't think he'd retire. So, does he? He's a bit young to retire, is he not? I'm gonna have to say something I can think it because the other boy's at Celtic, but he's Irish. I'm gonna go with James MacArthur.
0: Get in! There you go, you get in. in. Point to you, it was James McCarthy Is he actually retired, retired? Yeah. Retired, retired the other week there. Okay. Yep, there you go. 1-0. and Stephen, your question, what nationality is Celtic goalkeeper Benjamin Sigrist? He's Swiss. Nice and easy. Wow. I, I, was, I would have gone Danish. <laughs> You'd have been wrong just as well Stephen went second you yeah right Ewan you should know this one who wore the number 9 shirt for Rangers for three seasons after Umar Sadiq remember Umar Sadiq
2: after Umar Sadiq after
0: Umar Sadiq who got the number 9 jersey at Rangers I think
2: that's
1: solid (laughs) I've not got a Scooby but it's not my question so I don't care you
2: genuinely don't know no who is a number
0: nine after Umar Sadiq? The is very obvious when you hear it.
2: Stop Stop saying things, He needs John. help,
0: Stephen, come on. You don't you know want help,
2: because all. if I win this quiz, I was going to could you go healthy, John?
1: Right, come
2: on, you, and just say something. We've got a life to go on. Is it Kenny Miller? not Marshall the
0: same. Can I have a guess, John? Go for it, Stephen. Is it Jermaine Defoe? Yeah, it it's Jermaine Defoe. Oh, there shit. you go. Right Shit She's behind already
1: Shut up If Um, I get this Yeah
0: if you get this Okay Ray McKinnon is the current manager Of what site For for I Oh I don't believe this I genuinely don't believe this You wouldn't have got that I would have got got that that, I would have got that that. Would you you, really All
2: of a sudden You can can look into my brain and, And know what I know (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> I can look into my brain a note. Right. Again. Right, okay, in Grant Gillespie is the captain of which Scottish Championship team? Grant Gillespie is the captain of which Scottish Championship team? I don't know anything about the Pishy Lower Lakes.
1: Uh, I, I'm not even going to say what I was about to say there, but it's fine. Just give an answer. Which Scottish Championship team does he captain? And we can all move on, and then
2: I can win the quiz again. So, come on. You honestly, I know the answer, so it's fine. I know the answer. because you're, you're used to talking about the pishy lower leagues. Because
0: I'm a Premiership Scottish, f- the big Scottish football podcast covers every single league apart from the, the lowland league. That? Apart from
2: the lowland uh, league and and the, the highland league, league we don't uh, talk. What's about. his name? Grant Gillespie. Grant, and it's a championship club. Aye. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to go for <laughs> 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 did I say last week? That was wrong. Could, no, it's not Queens. Queens aren't even in the championship, mate. Yeah, Queen of the, Queen's Park. All oh, right, but oh, you ain't Queen of the South. No, right, man, Come Queen's on, Park. hurry up. I I just hate that you're sitting there knowing just, what the just, answer just
1: is. T- just say a team.
2: I'm going to go with Partick. Marshall has saved. Such a spinny.
1: Yes! You're such a spoonhead. How? Because Grant Gillespie is the captain in Morton. He scored the penalty for Morton
2: on Saturday and I mentioned <laughs> it about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I need you to start listening.
0: Yeah. Stephen. Yeah. Which Scottish Premiership Stadium translates from Gaelic as Dungheap? Which Scottish Premiership Stadium translates from Gaelic as Dungheap? Is it Pataudry? <laughs> yeah. So I'm
1: winning right.
2: 3 1. <laughs> 3 uh, 1. You're going to go top bin, you um, Top bin question, please. Right,
1: top bin for you. To go 3 3. Uh, not to, yeah, but bear in mind if you get this wrong, you're out. So what yeah, you
2: I could, know. What, do, you, I, I, do you not think I can do mathematics? I know how to work things out my
0: heat shop. Not sure, about right. That. okay so, yeah, It's a bit of a risk for you. You could probably just. You, no, I'm going it. top bin. Let's right, just okay, do well, it. All okay. right, okay. Right. In what year were Partic Thistle formed? Nice and easy. In what year were Partic Thistle formed? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm getting skewered every week. No, <laughs> that's not the topic. The, top t- question. the top questions are harder, exactly. you know. That. It's on. Is it on the badge? I think it might be on Thistle's badge. Can I phone a friend? No.
2: <laughs> Can not phone, phone a, a friend? friend.
0: Let's <laughs> go <quite> phone Cat. <laughs> <laughs> jo- I won't even give you a clue. No! No, I won't give you a clue. I, d- I just I want to think... make it a bit competitive, Stephen, you know.
2: No, sh- please. I don't need your help. Okay, I don't okay, need your I charity. I don't need my
0: help. don't need my charity. Fine. <sighs>
2: Do you know this? Yeah. Oh. Steve.
0: I mean,
1: just because I've googled
0: it there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would never have got this. I'm
2: going to go for. I'm going to go for eighteen something. Right. Eighteen. It's a good start. Eighteen. Is there a seven in there by any chance? Possibly seven something. Seventy. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine, or one, two, three, four.
1: <laughs> what are you going
2: for? I'm going to go for seventy f- 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 five. <laughs> six. What what you going, what's your answer? final answer? Four, five,
0: six, four. six.
2: Four!
0: 1874. Mm. Is that your final answer? no
2: I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go for 76
0: final answer yes I can't believe he's yes, pulled that out of yes. the bag I can't believe he's pulled that out of the bag <laughs> unbelievable Stephen 3-3 three, three. this is oh. your fourth question though Motherwell striker Mika Bereath is currently on loan from which club? <laughs> Get out. I've got absolutely no idea. What's his name? Mika Bereath. Is it Bereath? Bereath. Yeah. Bereath. Bereth. Bereath, I think. Uh, I'll Bereith. go
1: for Southampton.
0: And Marshall is saved! He is on loan from Arsenal. Right, oh, okay. Wow, so it's 3-3 three, three going to the final question 3-3 <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit out here, here we Right, go. you in yeah. At what club did Ryan Christie start his professional career? Uh, Ryan Christie? Uh-huh. Stephen knows this one <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Is it that easy?
2: Aye. It really is. Because he worked with his dad, but was he with somebody else before he worked with his dad? I'm... To take the lead, I'm going to go in for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got that <in. sighs> Right, Stephen. Oh, you need this, mate. Did you you
2: can go that. top bent. You win it outright.
1: That's what I'm considering.
2: You're considering oh, the top oh, bint win oh, outright. Top bint
1: to win. Or, or to lose. Or to lose. What happens if we draw? What if he gets it? That's a tie-break take question. Okay. Or do I take my chances in the tie-break? <laughs> I'm going to take my chances
0: in the tie-break. I'll oh, just right, go okay. for
1: the normal question.
0: Right, okay. okay. Which was the only major domestic honour Derek McInnes won as Aberdeen manager? He won the League Cup.
2: Oh.
0: oh wow! In 2014, Yeah. They were in the final. They beat them on penalties. That means we go to a tie
2: break. Is this one question for the both of us?
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh God! Right. Go. Okay. Do we need what? What do we need to do here? Right. You, you just give me your answers, fair boy. Right. Okay. Like can we write them down so we're not checking? You can cheering? write them down so you can like count down yeah, okay. so we can check your are working. Okay. okay. Here's your tie-break question. Closest two wins. Closest two? Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Since the first ever World Cup, how many individual countries have competed in the tournament overall? Since the first World Cup, how many individual countries have competed in the tournament overall? So 1930 was the first World Cup. Overall,
2: Yeah. Well, is there something like 179 countries on the planet? And a lot of them have just been newly formed as well. So in the early days, there
0: wouldn't have been that many. There wasn't I many. like how you're explaining your work in here, Ewan. That's what they do in all the quiz shows now. When you ask a question, you have to explain your work in. It really annoys me. can't just give an answer on a quiz show these no, days. I've got to
2: think about it, mate. It's a really tough uh, question, that.
0: Stephen's got his answer, yeah.
2: Have you ever done an answer?
0: Mm-mm, not yet. Stephen's um, doing some maths here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Two carry the one. Is it, is it? Is it? I think it's something like 179 or 180 for the, the countries on the planet. But then you look at the qualifiers, the teams that eventually get there. It's always the same countries there or there as a boot. On the odd occasion, you'll get a wee surprise that'll get to the World Cup, like a Jamaican play people like that. Uh, Iran, Costa Rica over the years, you just think that those those nations, they get there once in a while. Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, got there once. Uh, that's a really good question. That. I can't wait to get the answer, but I need to win it.
1: I've <sighs> written in my answer. Are you, have you written it down? Yeah. I'll show it to
2: the camera. I'm going to go for that.
0: Right, okay. Both... <coughs> Show your answers to the okay. camera so we can just double-check that and then gone, say the answer. I've gone for 65. 65, says Stephen Mill. Ewan, how, what are you going I'm for? showing
2: it to the camera as well, and I've
0: gone for 74. Oh. The answer? It's so close. It's very... It's, it's quite close. The actual answer is... 80, which means the streak is over! Ewan Cameron has won the shootout Stephen Mills whitewash for the season it is over everyone everyone he's went for the top bit he's fluked it yes. and he's <laughs> actually won
2: what a week for Heart of Midlothian Football Club here I am in the heart stripping the baseball cap and I have won the shootout by 5 points to 4 get it right up yay!
1: Thank you. Thank you. Right. Let's end the show, shall we, John? I think it's the only thing for it. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you for watching as well on YouTube. You can watch back any Just make you make sure you follow Clyde1SSB on YouTube or you can follow us on Twitter at BigFootballScot. Remember, you get us in all your podcast places, all the usual providers. Give us a follow. Give us a big, fat, juicy five stars as well if you're feeling generous. Get your shouts in as well for conspiracies and our vote for Scottish football in the bin burgers at Scottish football do they deserve to remain it's all up to you that we will be back next week for another episode of the big Scottish football podcast we've been Stephen Mill and you and bye-bye, bye-bye. bye 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 bye
2: everybody
0: love you